Hey guys, I'm Nick here with Tanner and Zach, and thanks for tuning into the Voyager Way, a podcast dedicated to sharing our passion for everything outdoors with listeners just like you. Whether it's talking about incredible trips we've been on, teaching you the best way to get your own adventure started, or talking with amazing guests about the incredible things they've done or places they've been. You can find it all here on the Voyager Way. What's good, everybody? Welcome back to the Voyager Way podcast. Today's guest is Thomas Warner, who is a high school friend of Zach and I's. He does a ton of ice fishing these last few seasons, and he's really just getting into a ton of other cool stuff, including a new podcast. So we're super excited to sit down with him and talk, with, talk about all of his cool outdoor adventures and new stuff he's working on. So we hope you guys enjoy it. Thanks, and God bless. All right, Tom. Well, we are so glad that you joined us on the podcast today. Um, it kind of it was funny. Zach and I were talking. I think a couple of days ago when we knew we were going to do this podcast with you, and we we're going to talk about like your ice fishing stories and a bunch of other stuff like that. But it was, I mean, this Saturday it was 50, 50 some degrees, so it felt Very kind of warm, funny yeah. to um, plan a podcast with you talking about ice fishing when it was like super sunny. But as we speak, we're probably getting like two to four inches of snow right now. So that's just, I guess, Minnesota. But how are how are you doing today? I'm doing fantastic. I thank you guys for for having me on. I'm super super pumped up, and I know uh, as you mentioned that you're like, hey, would you want to come on the show? I was like, oh, absolutely, of course. And I kind of figured it'd be along the lines of ice fishing, and I'm like, kind of thinking, I'm like, God, it is, yeah, like 50 degrees out right now, and yeah, yeah. <laughs> well, whatever, we'll yeah, go, so, we'll go with it. Exactly, yeah. And we just kind of want to talk, yeah. Just, I mean, we did a little bit of an ice fishing kind of podcast talking about just just basic kind of step-by-step how to get into it if people wanted to. Um, but we know that you're, you are like super into it. At least Zach has told me that you kind of get after a little bit and do you do most of your, um, anyway, so we'll, so we'll talk about kind of that kind of stuff. Um, maybe talk about some of your Voyager trip a little bit or trips. I'm not sure if you went on more than one. Um, and then, uh, your new podcast that you just started, which is super cool. So we definitely are very interested to hear about that. So, um, yeah, how is how's the ice fishing been this this season compared to others, I guess? Yeah, so so this year I uh it seems like I say this every year, but I didn't make it out quite as much as I'd uh, like to. <laughs> yeah. uh, but but definitely did did able to uh to make a few good trips. I went up to Red Lake twice and then uh spent okay. a lot of time uh in central Minnesota doing a lot of fishing. And this year, uh, as you guys know, I got uh we got a place on Grand Lake. Uh, so it was my first uh, winter nice. out at Grand Lake this year, and typically I like to drive around and move around uh, quite a bit and explore new lakes. Well, this year I kind of said, well, if I'm here, it'd be nice to kind of figure out this lake. So I didn't do nearly as much traveling yeah. uh, as yeah. I did and then try to just fish on Grand Lake a little bit more, which had its pros and cons. Yeah. Uh, saved a ton of money on gas. Uh, you yeah. know, I was able to spend more time just during the day, spend more time just during the day uh, you know, you're not waking up early to drive and then set up. I can literally just go to my garage, get on the snowmobile, be out on the lake. Uh, the cons of that though, is Grand Lake isn't yeah, yeah. the, uh, the, the biggest body of water by any means. And, uh, the success, the success was, uh, hit and miss for sure. So it all in all, I, I had yeah. a great season and you know, it's, it's always, it's fun whenever you can get out and fish and whether you catch one fish or a bunch of fish, uh, it's yeah. half the fun is just being out there and, and getting away. So I was, uh, I was talking to Nick, I think it was yesterday or the day before when we were kind of talking a little bit about what we were going to um, talk about on tonight's podcast, but I had brought up that I think my favorite ice fishing memory 
ever was when you and I went out in high school. Um, but I'd be curious for you to tell a story to the listeners. I think it was it was such a fun day, but um, we weren't we didn't have much luck at all. But do you want to just tell that story? Yeah, so I'm glad you brought that up because I was definitely going to bring this story up too because it's one of my favorite <laughs> ice fishing stories. Uh, and I was going through it in my head. I'm like, how do I make this story flow and, and keep it short enough for the podcast? So to make yeah, a long yeah. to, to to make a long story as short as possible, uh, this is when I first. I mean, I didn't even have uh, auger, vexlar, nothing. I mean, I literally had a shelter, a flip over shelter that my dad bought, like on clearance, like the spring before. Yep. He's like, hey, I got this. Will you use it? Sure. <laughs> yeah. So I bought like, yeah, we were bare bones. I think Zach, you brought a, a, a crank, a hand crank auger uh, out there. And we, uh, nice. we yeah, that was to, super dull. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. We, we go out to, we go out to Pleasant Lake. We get out there. The, the auger is so dull. I think we just ended up asking a guy to just come drill us holes quick. Uh, we, we get out there. We're, we're in my car. No we're, we're in my car. And uh, I was able to keep my, my shelter out at a relative's place on the lake. So we didn't have to like put it in a truck. So we had my, my like sedan car. We drive out on the lake and we're like pulling the, the, the sled with us. We fish, do all this stuff. The guy comes, drills holes. I don't think we caught a single fish that day. Zach, I don't know. If, did we catch anything? Nope. Okay. That's I think we caught one fish. I don't even remember what it was, but it was tiny. <laughs> yeah. So anyways, the fishing was not anything to write home about. It's time to go. And my car's running and it's kind of stuck in the snow, but I had a shovel and we were just a bit off the main kind of path that was out there. I wasn't, I wasn't too worried. Just got to push a little bit. We'll get going and uh, we're pushing and okay, we're, we're close, really close. I kind of hopped out of my, my car to kind of just look and see like how close we were to, to getting unstuck. And I don't know what happened, but I closed the door and I must have hit the lock button or something. And next thing I know, my car is running on the ice and we're locked out of it. We're sitting in the middle of the lake and we're like looking at each no other. No way. Like, what do we do? And I think we were only, I was only 16, I think at the time. Like I do not have, you know, first time locked out of my car for sure. So we go on shore, I think. And uh, we go on shore and we're walking house to house, knocking on doors, asking for a coat hanger. And I think it was like the third house we tried. Some some child answers the door. I mean, no older than 10 years old for sure. And we're like, uh, do you have a coat hanger that we can, this doesn't sound bizarre, but do you have a coat hanger? Well, sure enough, sure enough, the little kid came back with a coat hanger. So we walk back out on the lake, car's still running. No way. And uh, I was able to to get in there and, and jimmy the, the lock and we were able to get off the lake. And yeah, that was like one of the, that was probably one of the, within the first five times I've ever been ice fishing for sure. And yeah, I will never forget that. I still tell yeah. that story to this day. So if, if the day goes by any better than that, when we're ice fishing, it's a success. I mean, it's just like the most classic, I feel like high school ice fishing story you could think of like two guys, they're kind of going out for their first time by themselves. We, I, at least I've never taken I don't know if you had done it before, but I feel like that was like our first time taking our own vehicles on the ice. It was kind of like this big deal for us. And then, of course, we lock ourselves out and have to go door to door to get a coat hanger. Yeah, that was for sure. Like the first time I'd driven on a lake, that was like the first time I think I'd ever been fishing without a parent. Uh, first time I think I'd ever, uh, yeah, locked my keys in my car. Uh, yeah, there was a lot of firsts that day. So, well, that. That's kind of the, the thing we talk about. And if, if listeners haven't figured this out by now, like 
we talked a lot about all the screw-ups that happen when we're out doing this outdoor stuff, which is honestly half the fun. And half, like, probably 90% of the stories are those. And then, like, half of the fun of just, like, all this kind of stuff is, like, if you just, if you know just enough to be able to get out there and start doing it, then that's honestly enough. Like, you can just figure the rest on your own. And, and it's almost better if you don't know 100% of everything because then you have, like, those kind of memories and those stories that you bring back, like, Wow, we're definitely not going to do that again. But sometimes it takes getting stuck in the middle of the lake with your car running to figure <laughs> out what you do the next time. No, I absolutely agree. And uh, so last year, ice fishing, I, I was my best year of ice fishing I've, I've ever had. Uh, fished a lot, and part of that was due to graduating school and taking. I took a month off before starting my job, so spent a lot yep. of time on the ice. But there was so I had, I had some great fishing days and had a lot of success. But then there was a ton of time that was spent. I mean, getting skunked, um, dropping stuff down yeah. holes, you know, just, just all the classic screw ups. <laughs> and, but it's those little things though, that like make you realize like, okay, a, I'm not a pro and I shouldn't be held to that. St- I'm not going to hold myself to that standard because you take the fun out of it. Yeah. B no. the, the guys on TV that are fishing, they have days like that too. So like when you take all that 100%. away and you can just enjoy it, that's when you get the most out of, you know, whether it's paddling, rock climbing, ice fishing, Whatever it is, that's how you get the most out of it, in my my opinion. So do you have any, like, stories that's, I mean, besides for that first one in high school, do you have any, like, stories of, like, a big fish that you caught or maybe just, like, a more memorable one um, as far as, like, a big fish goes? Uh, yeah, actually, one that really sticks out was uh, right here on Grand Lake uh, where I'm recording this uh, on my end uh, in the place where we have our, our cabins and whatnot. It was a few years ago, and one night I just decided it was a weeknight, and whatever reason, I had the itch all day to go out and ice fish. So I said, you know what? I'm going to go out for a couple hours. I was just going to walk offshore off the the uh, public access. I'm going to set up, and I'm going to fish for three hours, I said, because then I, I don't, I'm not going to stay out there too long. I'm just going to fish for three hours, and this yeah. is going to be a, tr- uh, a, a trip to – I'm going to mark on my maps where I go, and if I find success, kind of more of a I'm doing all the right things, the little things right if I catch fish, great. If I don't, and yep. uh, lo and behold, I, I caught two fish that night. Uh, one was a, a little 12 inch walleye, and the other was my personal best walleye at the time through the ice, which is a nice 22 inch fish. And I was I was like ecstatic. And after I put Damn. it back, I I was almost yeah. at my three hour mark, and I'm like, you know what? Nope, we're done. We're done. Just gonna go home because I said I gotta be home. Yeah. <laughs> three hours. I had like I had homework and stuff to do, but I'm like, all right, we're ending it on that note. And so that was. Uh, a couple years ago and that's kind of when like it clicked i'm like this is super fun and all the times i've gone out and not yeah. fish like that make it all worth it if i can come out and do have an experience like that exactly yeah it's kind of like your your golf game it's like you're just you can get super frustrated with it until you get that one really good shot it's like oh this is why i'm out here doing this <laughs> yeah exactly exactly <laughs> So, so when you're going out fishing, Tom, do you, um, do you more look to kind of get some fish that you can bring back with you and keep and then kind of eat and make for food or whatever? Or are you more going out just for the fun of it and just seeing if you can get like a nice fish kind of through the hole or do you have a preference or do you just kind of see what happens? Uh, yeah. So that's actually a good question. I guess I'll tell a short story that'll give a lot to this explanation. When I was yeah. about 10 years old, I went on a huge fishing trip, uh, in Canada. There was probably 25 guys and we were out in the middle of middle of nowhere um sort of deal and we were doing a shore lunch 
and we made this fish and I ended up getting a fish bone stuck in my throat, like really bad. And I had to <laughs> stick it out the rest of the day out on the lake. Cause no one, everyone's just like, ah, oh, it'll be fine. We get back to our cabins. Yeah. And then I, at this point, like my dad knew, like it was really like bothering me. So next thing I know, there's a bunch of guys yeah. who've been drinking for the last four hours, digging in my throat with their Leathermans and their, you know, whatever, trying to get this fish bone out. Like, <laughs> yeah. They're like nipping the back of my throat and everything. And finally it was a two and a half hour drive to the nearest hospital. This is about eight thirty, nine o'clock at night. My dad said, screw it, get in the truck. We drove to the hospital and I had to get it yeah. taken out of my throat. So oh. eating, eating fish for me oh is always God. like, it's always hit and miss. I still eat fish, but I don't trust myself enough to clean my own fish. Yeah. If that makes sense. Like I'm so wary of it. So if I'm going to go, you, by, yeah. yeah. So if I'm going to yeah. go by myself, I'm going to go target like big fish. And so I'm expecting, I'm not going to hit a bunch of numbers, yeah. but if I can pull like a nice pike through the hole, like that's exhilarating. Now, if I go with other people, then it's yeah. like, okay, let's go pan fishing. Let's do this. Yeah. I'll take my limit. We'll go back and clean them, whatever. And I'll help, you know, do whatever. I'm just not going to be the guy filleting my fish. Cause I don't trust myself. So for someone who, yeah. So for someone who fishes as much as I do, I actually don't eat a ton of fish, which is kind of, you know, I, I feel guilty about it sometimes. But when I do fish, I do try and keep that in mind. Like when I have fish out of the hole, I try and, you know, do all the right things to make sure I can do a nice successful release. So. Yeah. Yeah. Do you have a favorite fish that you like to target in specific? I would say, I mean, everyone loves catching walleye, I think. And, and walleye is fun. When I'm around here, I would say I'm more target. Probably, probably pike is my number one. Uh, just because you can get kind of creative with it. I've caught pike in, you know, six feet of water uh, on a tip up. I've caught pike in 30 feet of water this year using a crappie jig. And so I feel like you can just, they can strike at any time. Yeah. They're fun to reel in. You get a big, you know, a bigger size fish uh, if, if you get lucky. And and uh, they're really resilient fish. So if you, you know, kind of hook them bad or, or whatever the case may be, uh, the chances of them getting released successfully is like far greater than you know other species but i do love taking trips up north and doing some walleye fishing red lake whatever it may be so 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 tom it sounds like i mean when you were when you and zach were talking about that trip that you took out um ice fishing it, it sounds like you hadn't done a lot of ice fishing growing up and correct me if i'm wrong so i was kind of wondering um because a lot of the people we talked to like we did a podcast with um winchell who did that trip from that rediscovered north america trip and we asked him like why canoeing he's like i just grew up doing it and then we talked to one of the zach's buddies who he's in patagonia with about why he enjoys hiking so much and he's like i just grew up doing it so i'm kind of interested to, to hear what got you into fishing in the first place ice fishing specifically in the first place um if you didn't grow up doing it maybe you did but if you didn't grow up doing it and then what kind of was there a moment where you were doing it when you're just like, yeah, this is, this is like when I, like, I know I want to keep doing this, like, and invest time. And cause I mean, going out like on a weekday for like three hours and like walking out there, fishing for three hours and walking back and doing whatever, like that's a lot of like time and money for the stuff. So like what kind of got you into it and then what made you kind of stay into it and invest all that time and money? Yeah, absolutely. Uh, so you were right. I, I did not grow up ice fishing. Uh, my, uh, my dad, he is, he was a kind of a fair weather outdoorsman when he was, you know, a teenager, uh, he would do yeah. deer hunting and, uh, he'd go fishing a little bit, but nothing too serious. 
Uh, he uh, started a business when he was very young, still in high school, and basically had to kind of forfeit some of those leisures uh, and hobbies to make that successful, which I'm thankful for because it allows me to have the great uh, childhood that I had. Uh, but I kind of had to yeah. figure it out on my own. Uh, my dad, like I said, he he had bought a, a flip over house on clearance uh, like one spring. And then the next winter is when I think me and Zach uh, went and used it. But it, it was kind of one of those things where I kind of had to figure it out. And I uh, when I figured out I wanted to keep doing this was I actually went with a good friend of mine's older brother uh, who he just asked if I wanted to join him one day. And I'm like, yeah weird call but yeah sure let's do yeah. it and we ended up going out and like yeah. catching, <laughs> we ended up going and catching like i think i reeled in like a dozen fish and we were only out there for maybe three or four hours and it was a nice sunny day and i'm like all right i could yeah. see how you could really enjoy doing this so once that happened yeah. i slowly started to to research a little more kind of like what do i need and what is just kind of fun extra comfort things and slowly just adding those to my my repertoire mm-hmm. and my adding that to my inventory of like fishing gear, and uh, it's that's probably started oh maybe four or five years ago when I kind of started like all right I'm gonna actually go pursue this not just I have the gear and I could go do it, uh, and so now I'm at the point I would yeah, say yeah. as of last as of last year uh, or two years ago I uh, yeah as of last year I have like everything I need that if I wanted to go out uh, and fish, uh, I, I have everything that I could ask for. So I'm set now. But yeah, it took me about four or five yeah, years and nice. and uh, a lot, a lot of time sitting there with uh, with no fish on the line. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> so uh, I'm sure there's going to be a lot of people who are listening to this who maybe be interested in ice fishing, but they haven't done it yet. So what would you maybe recommend for people who are just getting into it? Like what are the bare essential stuff that you need? Maybe what are some good ways of getting that stuff? And then I know you had mentioned too at one point, um, like when you went out kind of on that exploratory fishing trip for the walleye, you were going to maybe mark your locations. Like what would be, what are you kind of looking for, for as far as location goes for finding fish through the ice? Cause obviously you can't see necessarily always how deep it is or, um, it's a lot harder than in the summer when you have a little bit more structure to work off of. Um, so maybe what are some of your recommendations for that? Uh, so for, for starters, just like the bare essentials to get into it, I would say anyone who doesn't have anything, I know you can go to like a Shields or whatever. And I started off, I bought two cheap, cheap, cheap combo rods and then like a cheap little like starter, like uh, tackle box. They would have like, you know, a dozen lures and a couple weights and just like the bare essentials. And then you get yeah. some live bait, you get a five gallon bucket or something to sit on and find a friend that has an auger. Don't go buy one, find a friend that has an auger <laughs> and find a nice day. And that's how, that's how I would recommend anyone getting into it. Worst case scenario. The only thing you're out is the cost of the the rods and the tackle. If you don't, if you can't source some from some friends or whatever. And, yeah. uh, and, and I don't recommend anyone going out for their first few times when it's super cold because stuff always happens, whether that's, you know, I'm trying to think you just get stranded out there, not stranded, but like you get stuck out there for longer than you think. (laughs) Yeah. You lock your keys in your car or like your feet get kind of wet or whatever it may be. Like you want to just be comfortable. And I think that turns a lot of people off of ice fishing is there are some pretty 
there's cold days here. And so like to stay warm is, is tough. So the other part would be warm clothes. Like make sure you have, excuse me, good set of boots and a good set of gloves and a good jacket. Yeah. But, um, as far as, you know, kind of getting more into it, uh, for sure. I would say now too, as time goes on, you will see pretty much everyone out there using some sort of electronic, uh, like an electronic flasher. And I think that just makes your life so much easier uh, for finding fit. You can at least see if there's fish below you. Like, okay, I'm on the right spot. Maybe I don't have the right tackle, but I'm on the right spot. And so that can get discouraging if you were just sitting there looking yeah. at a line where you can at least see like, okay, there is some activity or no, I should move. Um, I think that that separates, you know, from the beginner novice to the somewhat okay you're kind of invested is getting that piece of electronic the electronic flasher Um, and then when I go out looking at structure I'm sure a lot of people who uh, do any sort of ice fishing have heard of this it's the Navionics app I pay $15 a year uh, to get it and it literally can load like any lake in like the United States and I think even into Canada but uh, it shows all all the contour lines. You can set markers. It will show distances. You can set like routes. It's like it's got everything you need to go fishing. Uh, and then as far as finding fish on a lake, go to the go to the spots that when you look at at a lake that just jumped jump, like your eye just goes to like the the highly concentrated contour lines. You know, go to that area and then from there you can kind of do I want to go shallow? Do I want to go deep? That's just figuring it out and. uh and doing some research online yeah. and fishing reports and whatnot. But that's the hardest part. <clears throat> the easy part is going to buy the stuff. The hard part is getting it on the right spot <laughs> and getting the fish. So I don't know if that was any good information. And you can also see where there's um, like cities of people or like big clusters of people fishing together. And usually like if you've never been anywhere, that's usually where people are catching fish. So that's why there's <laughs> a lot of them there. And so that's probably also a good place to, to check out just to see if, if the bite is still good there. Otherwise, it might have moved on as well. Yeah, no, that's a really good point. Or seeing maybe you don't want to fish near people, uh, but seeing where those people are or going to that spot and what does that look like on my map? You know, okay, now, yeah. on, now I'm on the app. What is that, that um, con- what do those contour lines look like? And maybe there's a similar spot like that on, on the lake somewhere else. And so, <clears throat> I mean, and I have a, I have a very... I would say rudimentary knowledge of like ice fishing, that kind of stuff. But um, do you prefer the, and maybe you already have one, but like, do you prefer kind of like just the, the pop-up, like just the super small, very mobile ice houses? Or have you thought about investing or have you already invested in like a bigger ice house that you can pull out the truck and like maybe spend a night in and that kind of stuff? So I, I'm pretty sure you can probably rent those different places. Like I think I had a coworker that went up to the Lake of the Woods and they have them like you can like rent and stuff up there. Um, <laughs> they went up there when it was like negative 40, like four, three or four weeks ago. So they, they were, Oh my gosh, I don't think they left the ice house, but um, have you thought about investing in something like that? Or are you for, for now, are you just trying to be as mobile as possible? Yeah. So right now I just have the, the sled, the flip over sled. Uh, and as ter- in terms of being mobile, you can either do the flip over sled or kind of the pop-up style shelter. Uh, that some people have yeah. those are kind of the two styles. I prefer the one with the sled because I can just throw all my stuff in it and go. Uh, I don't have to yeah. put the the hub in the bag and everything and uh, all that. But I prefer if I'm going to actually go fishing and I am going to go, okay, today I'm going fishing. 
And because there's two different kinds of ice fishing, there's fishing and there's socializing or ice drinking as a lot of people, you know, would do. But um, (laughs) so if I'm actually going fishing, then I prefer the sled and I typically actually prefer to go by myself or go with someone who they might not be my closest friend, but I know they're there to go fishing and not necessarily just sit there. And like, if we get stuck, like, Oh, do you want to move? Like, Oh, not really. Like, no, well we should move because I want to go find some fish. So having that mindset too, but as far as the wheelhouses go, it would be awesome to have one. Um, a, I, you're not as mobile obviously, but you can have a lot more fun out there. And yeah, when you go up to red Lake or or Lake of the woods, I mean, yeah, we just, we rent one of those and and that's how we do it. Just, just because part of that, when you take those trips, I think part of it's just the camaraderie and, and spending the time in the, in the shelter with everyone. It's cozy. It's fun. So it kind of depends on what kind of, you know, fishing quote unquote that you're trying to do yeah um and so i don't know so my um and this might not be something you've even thought of but my um uncle he builds houses for a living up in the brainerd area and i think they go all over the place for that kind of stuff but um we actually they have up in brainerd they have like 240 acres on his like parents land and like they kind of share it now but they have a ton of land up there and hunt fish, all that kind of stuff. And we were up there for Christmas with the family. Um, and they, their land goes right up to a lake. And so our cousin took us out to their ice house and it was, um, like a wheelhouse that he had built. My uncle had built when he was like 18 or 19 years old. So like didn't really know what he was doing, but still just like threw something together and they still use it like every year. Um, have you thought at all about like throwing together something like that? Or, cause I feel like for me, one of the, like one of my bucket list things is build some sort of like van that I can camp in. Like, even if I, like, I'm not trying to live in it, right? Like Peter and Abby are going ham right now, like living in it, living in it, but <laughs> just the, like the thought of having some sort of mobile van that I can like just drive anywhere to and camp in just is like, so, um, what's the word appealing, appealing. Yeah. Super appealing to me. Um, and I think, I feel like half of the fun would be building it. You know what I mean? It's like, that's why I was trying to explain to my brother Tanner. He was like, yeah, but why would you, like, why would you build it? Like, why would you just buy a different one or save up? I'm like, I think like half the fun would be actually buying all the materials and setting it up. So, you know, exactly every nook and cranny and you set up everything and you can kind of build it exactly how you want. Have you thought about that at all with some of those ice houses or, or am I just blowing smoke? No, it's definitely crossed my mind for sure. And uh, you're also talking to a guy, I grew up in the country, like as a kid, so I'd play in the woods, like building forts and everything. Once yep, you build yep. the fort, then then there's no point. The fun is building it and making <laughs> it. I, I get, yeah, yeah I, I, I get you 100% on, on having fun uh, making it as well. Uh, I have thought about it and actually, I, I would say I'm fairly serious right now about going into the summer, uh, building a spear house to have out on the lake. Um, just a nice. small, oh, nothing crazy, yeah. uh, little spear house just to have out there. And because sometimes it's fun, you know, Hey, let's go hang out on the lake and go fishing. But with the flip over, there's just not enough room. Um, and you don't want to drag it out there and yeah. pull it back in. So part of it too, is just, if I have a couple people over, we have some place to go out on the lake and it doesn't have to be too fancy, but it's something that's there. It's permanent. And, uh, and we, we could have, uh, have, have some fun out there. Yeah. So are you still doing a little bit of like late season fishing right now or is your season kind of done? Uh, as of right now, my season's done. I probably could have went last weekend, uh, but I did uh, start this whole podcast mess. And so that kind of took up my, uh, lot, some of my time, uh, you know, messing around with that. And 
took up some of my creative energy. You know, I was kind of more focused on, on that. And then I looked out at the lake and I'm like, God, is it safe? You know, and I'm always a guy, like I'm not never the first guy out on the ice and I'm definitely not going to be the last guy out on the ice. So I was kind of just like, well, I've started this whole podcast deal. I did get a fair amount of fishing in. I ended my fishing season on a high note. Just like the last time I was out, I ended uh, catching some fish and I'm like, you know what? Let's just call it before you uh, go fall through the ice. Nice. Yeah. So I definitely want to, we definitely want to get to like the podcast and just kind of hear about that and what your experience has been like, especially, I mean, I was just talking to one of my patients today and we're almost at episode, episode 30, which seems like a lot now. You're going to be like, when we just started like, oh gosh, 30, like it doesn't, in the grand scheme of things, it's not a ton, but I mean, 30 is kind of a, whatever, it's a little bit bigger of a deal. Um, so definitely want, don't want to hear about kind of how yours has been going and what, what it's all about. Um, but just kind of last thing, just to wrap the ice fishing stuff and a nice little bow. Is there anything that you're either planning like for next winter that you want to get into? I know you said the spear fishing, the spear house, maybe that kind of stuff, but is there any like bucket list trip that you're thinking about doing or um, just what are your kind of future plans for the whole ice fishing stuff? Yes. I actually have one uh, idea in mind and I've, I actually was going to try and do it this year, but it didn't happen and I was kind of okay with it just because I knew, okay, it's not going to happen this year, but uh, I need to upgrade the sled that Zach and I uh, fished in. And the one I still have to this day, the original one we have is now, it's about, now it's about eight, nine years old. And it is kind of getting to that point where if I sold it to someone, it is still in good enough condition where I wouldn't feel bad selling someone a piece of yeah. piece of junk, but it has seen its better day. And so I do need to upgrade. Yeah. So I have been thinking about trying the the popover style, and if I did, I would try a uh, a, a overnight camp inside one on the lake, and uh, and fish all night. I've nice. seen some videos, seen some videos of people doing that, and that looks like something I really want to do. And the location I would go is I uh, I the biggest walleye I've pulled through the ice was on Leech Lake, and I would go up there and. Uh, Yep. and try and camp in that same spot cool. and see see what happens. So that's like the one kind of bucket list thing I have uh, as of right now for, for next year. Speaking of those pop-up um, ice houses that you're talking about, have you seen those people who have taken those and then they basically put in like a, a stove jack in a place where you can put like a little wood stove into those? Yeah, no, I actually, uh, I've seen that and I, I messaged Mitch Fritz and I asked him, uh, about his wood stove that he put in his tent because if I got one I would definitely <laughs> consider putting one of those in there too for for the overnight stuff so um yeah I've seen that and that's cool because I mean the the propane the little tanks you have uh I have a hose that goes out to a big full-size propane tank it's super easy but I feel like part of it's you know the nostalgia and the the coziness of having a a wood fire would make it that much more fun yeah I saw that like as soon as I had finished making my tent I was like Oh man, I could have had a two in one. I could have just got an ice fishing house and it could have been my winter tent. Uh, but no, I'm happy with how mine turned out, but that would be super cool to see. And you'll have to keep us updated on how that goes. Yeah, I'm definitely, definitely eyeing it up. Cause again, I wanted to do it this past year, but had to put it off. So I will, uh, I'll keep, uh, I'll, I'll post some, some s- pictures, stories, whatever it may be, uh, if, and when it happens. Well, and that's probably one of those things too, that you don't want to rush too much. Cause like, I mean, you're going to, if you were still using like the super cheap one, your dad bought like eight or nine years later, then 
there's a good chance the next one you're going to buy is going to last you at least like 10 years, hopefully. You know what I mean? Right. Right. Yeah. Um, cool. Okay. That was perfect. Well, let's get into this podcast that you just kind of started. So um, I know Zach and I kind of l- listened a little bit to like the intro just to see what it was all about. Um, I mean, personally, I haven't, I haven't had as much time to like really tune in and, and see or what you guys have been like talking about, but just for all the li- other listeners, can you, you just want to kind of just the elevator speech about what, what it's about, kind of who you're having on there, or if it's just you and all the kind of stuff that you're talking about. Yeah. So for starters, actually, uh, I, you guys started yours and great job on it, by the way. Um, 30 episodes, you're coming up on 30 episodes. That's cool. And I've listened, uh, kind of like you, I haven't listened to all the episodes, but I have definitely tuned into a few of them and kind of picked and choose some of the ones that I would, you know, find a little more interesting. They've been good. So you guys are doing a great job. Uh, but yeah, I, I started it and I've always wanted, or I've always found podcasts fascinating and I've always wanted to be on some sort of podcast or I think being on like a commentary team or, or something that has always fascinated me. So I'm like, you know what? Let's screw it. I'm gonna do it. Worst case, worst case scenario, yep. I sell the equipment and delete everything, and then I walk away, and I'll never know if I don't yeah. give it a shot. <laughs> so I kind of jumped into it one night. I was home. Uh, I stayed in one weekend and kind of like got everything like pretty short time frame and just started like jumping into it. So I probably could have put a little more thought into yep. it, but now that we're into it, um, <laughs> just kind of rolling with the punches. But uh, for for kind of the goal of it or who I'm having on, I've had three guests on right now. And for the the podcast, I just want to have people on that do something that's a little out of the ordinary. So, for example, my first guest was he's a live news anchor for uh, Sioux Falls News. That's not the most exciting thing, but I I wanted someone on who's kind of comfortable being recorded. And you could kind of, you know, help me through the podcast if, if I stumbled through. So. Uh, that worked out, but yeah, he just talked about his experience of what it's like being on live TV and and how he got there and any you know tips for anyone who wanted to to do that. Second guest was Bryant, and you know he's went to model down in Miami, and uh, he's starting a franchise right now. But he almost died in high school, like abruptly, like almost died, like had a legit near death experience. So we talked about that, and you know Eli, my third guest, he he went to war. He uh, he was over in Kuwait. So just kind of anything that. Yeah is somewhat, you know, you could talk about, or there's someone who's got some stories on something. Again, I jumped into it head first and uh, didn't really (laughs) plant a safety net, if you will. So um, that's, that's as far as I got. The beauty of it is though, is um, I don't really have a solidified brand or direction. Like your podcast is obviously outdoor oriented mine is just wherever it wants. Yeah. It's my, it's my show. So whatever I want to talk about, that's what we're doing. So that's yeah. kind of the beauty and the, yeah. <laughs> you know, and the burden of it, I guess. Yeah. We were talking about before we started this too, that you have a great podcast voice or just like that commentary <laughs> voice. Like it's very soothing and it just sounds very professional. And, um, what, I guess what is, um, uh, I don't think you mentioned it, but what's the name of your podcast, um, or, uh, page on Instagram and, uh, where can people find the podcast? Uh, well, for starters, thank you. I appreciate that comment. I'm <laughs> sure you guys know it's not fun listening to your recorded voice. Uh, I don't nope. think anyone likes the sound <laughs> of their own voice, uh, but thank you. The name of my show, and I hope everyone doesn't have a mouthful of liquid cause you're going to laugh and spit out your drink it's called the two show because my initials are tw and i just was like 
TW, what word can you spell? Like acronym. Okay. Two, what's an O? Okay. Tom Warner originals. Cause it's, I guess my original content. So TWO two, two show. That's the best I could come up with. <laughs> and I'm not too uh, proud of that one, but there's a lot of podcasts out there and there's a lot of names that are taken already that I, uh, that came to mind. So I'm like, shoot, I got to get creative on this. It didn't work, but that's what we came up with. Yep. So yeah, you can, <laughs> you can, you can find, uh, you can find my podcast. It is on Spotify. Uh, probably the easiest way to get there cause it's so new. You can either search my name, just Tom Warnert, um, or you can go to my Instagram page. Uh, it's tw.originals. And then I always have the link to the latest episode, but it will bring you to uh, kind of my like website that the um, software that I use or the program that I use, it has its own website. And then there's a link right to Spotify. Nice. You can get it there too. So, Cool. Perfect. Well, that sounds awesome. Tom, we just want to thank you for kind of jumping on the podcast today with us. Um, definitely looking forward to seeing where yours goes in the future. And um, the, the, those Voyager, talking about those Voyagers trips is always um, hit or miss because you can go into them for so long, right? So we'll have to have you on to talk about kind of how your trip went um, and just some more, I, I mean, growing up in the woods and just like playing around all that kind of stuff. I'm sure there's plenty of stories that you have about just kind of growing up like that and stuff you've done since then. So we'll have to have you on again and definitely look forward to kind of keeping in touch. Yeah, no, absolutely. I, uh, it's weird because our cabins or our, our residences or my full-time residence, your cabin, your parents' house, whatever, is so close to us. But I feel like this winter, I don't even know if I saw you this winter. I think it's been summer, Zach, since I saw you. Um, but like you guys had, you know, you're always out there with family and everything. And it's one of those things where when you're with family, you're with family. You don't want to, uh, yeah, you know, intrude or anything, but, uh, definitely this summer we'll have to, uh, have to rendezvous on the lake and because uh, it's weird i didn't know this now zach you can probably attest to this i it's weird coming from moving here in may so you get the whole summer and it's bonkers i mean it's it's lively there's a lot of activity a lot of commotion <laughs> dude winter comes and it is so quiet like it is there's just not a lot of activity and and especially now that like fishing's done, there's like no snowmobiling or anything. And it is like eerily just a ghost town over here. So I'm like, I need to get summer like soon. So yeah. <laughs> we'll, we'll, we'll have to rendezvous once yeah. it gets warmer. Yeah. I mean, if, I think it feels a little different where my parents' place is because at least throughout the winter, at least this year, it seemed like a lot of those like kind of fishing communities where everybody kind of gathers seem to be kind of right out in front of our place. And so Whenever you like look out the window, it looked like there was always a lot of people out fishing and we got out a few times and we're still fishing a little bit right now. Um, I mean, we'll see what, how the weather kind of pans out in the next week or so, but, uh, yeah, I mean, it's felt a little bit, um, hasn't felt too lonely or secluded, I guess, just with the amount of people that have been kind of right out in front of our place. But I've, I've noticed over by your place, there's nobody. <laughs> I can see how no, it's they're... a little lonely over there. <laughs> there's no, there's no fish over here. So, <laughs> well, yeah, come on over sometime. But, uh, no, I, I also wanted to make sure I got this in on your guys's podcast. Like when you started this, did you have like a goal in mind of like, what do we want to do? Or are you just putting out episodes as they come and, or what's the end game? Yeah. So, I mean, my, it was kind of my brainchild a little bit and Zach and Tanner were crazy enough to, to join me and Sam and Dave, it kind of helped a little bit too, but it just seemed whenever we got together with 
like especially a lot of cathedral guys and talked about like our trips we've been on and all this kind of different stuff we've done there's always some just crazy stories that would come out of it so i was like dude like what ha- what would happen if we just threw some mics in front of our face and like would people enjoy listening to it would they not um and at like the hopefully or like just assuming that people wouldn't want to listen to us the whole time that's like okay well then we'll have guests on and there's plenty of other people just that's that's the that's the cool thing about i don't know if it's just like unique to cathedral and some other places that have been or just kind of the network that we have is it just seems like even just our first and second degree network it has a ton of people in it that have super cool stories and especially like especially like with our friend group just a little bit more outdoor oriented and we're so passionate about that stuff anyway that that was just it's something just like you said it's something that we're we love to talk about so it's not like it's a chore to do this you know what i mean i mean like obviously it's right now we're recording this at seven o'clock after a work day and all that kind of stuff so it could be like perceived as work to somebody but really like just connecting with people like you with about this kind of stuff is what we love to talk about anyway so um whether anybody else gets satisfaction from that and we've heard we've got really good feedback um from some of the episodes that we've done so uh, we enjoy doing it and we're just going to keep doing it and seeing kind of how it, it'll be interesting because this next, I feel like we're starting to just kind of hit um, all of those first and second degree relationships to have on here for like the podcast and stuff. And so now the next step is really like kind of spreading out and going to people that we've either never met. Um, and we've already been talking to some people on Instagram that we've never, never met before that are willing to come on the podcast and talk about stuff that they're passionate about. So um, it'll be super interesting kind of like a year from now to see who, who else we've had on the podcast. Um, and yeah, we're, we're looking forward to it. So it's been, um, definitely a cool journey. And that's the thing you also, you all, you also talked about how you didn't really know what you were doing when you started, which is, it doesn't just apply to outdoor activities. It applies to just life in general. You know what I mean? If you want to do something like that and you think you could be passionate about it, then there's really no, like, just, just do it. Honestly, like, it doesn't matter what it is. If you want to start drawing, if you want to start making videos, if you want to do a podcast, just, like don't, and we wouldn't do it not with like high expectations and just doing it because we were passionate about it. And if you go into anything like that, then I think you're going to be just fine. No, absolutely. And going off what you said about just our, the people we know or whatever, I, that was part of the reason that like I was able to talk myself into it. I was like, okay, what do I'm going to, know, what am I going to talk about? I'm like, well, wait, okay. I actually, to at least get started, know enough people that have done some enough unique things that you could have, have on and and talk about and then going off of that yeah if it was easier there's instant success then everyone would do it but if you are having yeah. fun like no one's going to start off being a pro and and no. it's going to sound great and everything's going to be perfect right away and I've, I've had to talk myself off the ledge a few times already three episodes in just like dude you have no idea what you're doing don't pretend like you should know what you're doing sort of thing yeah so, <laughs> and, and, it, and it's fun too once i quit having fun I probably won't do it anymore. So it is kind of, it is fun yeah, being on here yeah. and, and, and BSing with, with people, you know, and I'm actually was more nervous about being on this than I was doing my own episodes. If I'm being totally honest. Okay. <laughs> <laughs> well, we'll have to, I mean, it's been harder for us and I mean, maybe for you too, but like with all the COVID stuff and it's just been easier to just do it remotely with a lot of people being stuck at home or being in different places. And so since we're so close at some point here, maybe our next one will have to do it around a fire or do it in person. I think that'd be a better way of doing it. Absolutely. Absolutely. And I know we were talking on, uh, on Instagram a little bit, Zach, uh, briefly, but I'll have to have you guys on, on my show too. Uh, I want to do yeah. uh, for sure someone touch on, on Voyagers. I think it'd be too, uh, too, too much to not have, have someone on just from how, all the people that we know that have done it. So 
Um, we'll, we'll have to do that maybe this summer. Like, um, I think Zach, you hit it on the head this summer when it's nice, we'll have to do one in person. And, uh, whether that's on here again or on, on my show, we'll have to set something up. Cool. I love it. Sure. Thanks Tom. We'll, uh, we'll keep in touch and talk to you later. Yeah, absolutely. Take care guys. Thanks again. Thanks for tuning into the Voyager way podcast. Follow us on social media at the Voyager way for more content from all our outdoor adventures and plenty of how to videos to get you started on some adventures of your own.